0: Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcasts, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship aggression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Okay, hi everyone, and welcome to episode 57. And today is really, really special because not only are we doing an amazing drinking game to accompany this episode, it is also Darla's birthday. And we're going to start off by singing Happy Birthday. Oh, hold on. I need to light my candle. Okay, okay, sorry. We light the candle first. (laughs) And we want to point out that Darla has a birthday cake with a dinosaur candle in honor of our darling. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Darla. Happy birthday to you. We sounded like we already
1: started our drinking game. I'm just, <laughs> just
2: saying. <laughs> I wish for. Um, I wish for Tora to be real life one day, even though I know that's not going to happen. I can always wish.
0: Aww. Aww. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Happy <laughs>
2: Thank birthday! Thank you.
0: Yes. Oh, I want to point out Darla, Darla's background is entirely accessorized with Midnight Poppyland. So you can show it off for the benefit of the one uh, viewer that will see this video. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My flattened out pillow that has dog hair all over, and this one, my favorite Aww. one. Not to mention the body art. Wow. Oh, and my right um, tattoos for <laughs> love
0: that Torah.
2: Beautiful.
1: <sighs> okay, it looks so. fantastic, ma'am.
0: Yeah, and Patty, you're also you. wearing a, a Torah shirt.
1: I am. I'm wearing broody Torah today. You can kind of see.
0: <laughs> awesome. So our drinking game is like this. We each chose something that we're going to be drinking um, with about four, whatever. Um, I will be drinking vodka whenever Torah looks heartbroken. And please let it be noted, I have never drunk before in my life, more than like, um, I don't know, a <laughs> teaspoonful or something. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs>
1: All right, and I am, I've got my little cup of wine here, and I'm going to be taking a sip out of it every time someone makes a thirsty comment, um, or what was the other one, Peg? Fang. The fangs, yes. Oh my God, I'm going to die.
3: <laughs> and I'll be drinking every time somebody blushes in the episode, except for the fact that by Booze didn't show up, so Darlene will be drinking for me every time somebody blushes. And this, this shot glass represents for Penn,
2: for New York. Fine boobs. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> yes, love it, of course. <clears throat> and everyone, um, before we, we read the episode, before the episode came out, I was planning on drinking chocolate liquor because that's the only thing that it tastes good. But after I saw this tragedy and suffering in this episode, I decided I had to um, do something terrible and drink a vodka, which tastes disgusting, so that I can really commiserate with the tragedy going on. So it's a big sacrifice.
1: (laughs) Goodness. Also, just a disclaimer, children at home, we are all of legal drinking age. Do not try this at home. (laughs) And it's a very small amount.
2: We're all professionals here. Well, no, not... um... (laughs) Not Mindy, but we, I'm a professional. I'll say so for myself. So um, don't drink as much as me. I've had a lot of experience in my age.
3: Well, Darlene, you didn't say your rule. You're drinking it. Oh, oh,
2: oh. okay. So I'm drinking um, strawberry soju. I've I've only had a sip right now. um, And I'm going to drink every time Tora looks hot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which basically means every panel
2: yep exactly yep. everyone pray for
1: darla she's gonna need it
2: <laughs> but i'll do like half shots but i do have another bottle in the fridge
0: okay i think okay. i'll be good okay <clears throat> so uh, our episode actually starts out talking about alcohol very fittingly because mm-hmm. we have torah talk to himself or thinks to himself a lot in this episode and he starts out by thinking liquid courage never heard of that bitch and he's looking at poppy here poppy who was basically just said in last episode he said oh you would lo- look nice you would look nicer on me she says what about under you and she's like uh oh made mm-hmm. a pass accidental <laughs> so this is his response way to backpedal <laughs> yeah he says <laughs> D- Dar- darla has taken her first sip at this shot of dora telling her you're not having it already are you and I actually thought that he asked this because he wanted to make sure, like Patty, you always talk about consent. I think he want, that mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure she wasn't drunk and assess her level of drunkenness.
1: Oh yeah, I, de- I definitely think so because that's a huge deal for him. And I mean, he really respects her. He really cares about her. So I, I think also something like that, like, and I mentioned this earlier, but you know, that's not something that typically comes out of Poppy's mouth. You know, that's it's pretty brazen for her.
0: <laughs>
1: I would never be so brazen. <laughs>
0: Right mm-hmm. now, the word brazen is forever more associated with that. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Sorry, Poppy.
3: <laughs> Darla, what <laughs> do you think Tor looks like in this panel? What does he look like? Yeah, how he does he look like to you? He looks like Torah. Why? He doesn't give you any response.
2: <laughs> oh, like how does I did I thought you said what does he look like? <laughs> Did you say
3: how does he look like? How does he make you feel looking at him? Oh, always, always sexy, always, Patty? always
2: staring down, down oh me
3: killing me. <laughs> oh, look at this <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, he looks this phenomenal, carpet, like, yeah. always. Thanks. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> <laughs> Peg's yes. going to make sure
1: that
0: we actually keep our bargain. <laughs> <laughs> the scorekeeper, right? She can't drink. She's going to keep score. That's the, yeah. the designated scorekeeper. <laughs> so I mean, Poppy, Poppy tells him no hammer from two little teeny, teeny tiny glasses of fruit cocktail. And then we have this image of her sitting with her grandma and Danae and Mirabelle at a bar. And they're all drinking these giant, you know, cups of beer, mugs, over they're yeah. And there's a bunch of guys there who are like conked out on the table and they're still going strong. Like, a,
1: tell me about like, you know, those ladies can drink those motherfuckers under the table.
2: Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking at
0: this like, they've done this before. <laughs> yeah, did anyone think about the significance of the fact that Granny has yellow flowers and Poppy has pink a pink flower? Yes. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm not, not sure, but maybe that. that's where the flower stuff comes from.
0: Okay. Maybe, she gets it from like... maybe it indicates that granny has drunk more and Poppy has drunk less. I think I'm reading too much into this. Maybe,
1: maybe. I don't know. It just looks like a lot of fun. And I'm really surprised granny parties like crazy. <laughs> I'm
0: not surprised at all.
3: <laughs> 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 Your personality. Mm-hmm. That's true. That.
1: I'll give you that.
3: The drinking age in Nurin must be 18. Yes, we're we'll it might go be with just that. turning 21 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. normal.
1: Yeah, because I think that's the drinking age in Europe, if I remember correctly.
3: There's a lot of places around the world where it's 18 or. Okay. Less. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well. Wow. Okay. So, but
0: basically. Goes, you know. She's like oh I don't think so you know takes that away and she has a, some sweat marks and she says besides I'm not sure if I was hammered a hammered person could come up with such a smooth pickup line as quickly she's praising herself oh <laughs> my responds back there he's like doesn't count if you say that about yourself sweetheart
1: so- I love that he used that line against her like she he used her own line against her that was too funny
0: and meanwhile, he's still having this internal dialogue in his head. And it's it's always a little hard to go back and forth with the panels with his internal dialogue because it's interspersed. Mm-hmm. But he says, my choice of uh, poison is nicotine. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's never really used alcohol as his choice of poison, but he's used nicotine, which does come up in a little bit. And he says, because you can't be a fallen angel unless you've got at least one vice in your life, right? Oh, so again, like this is how he thinks of himself. He does think of himself as a fallen angel. Despite the fact that he mm-hmm. denied it in last episode where Poppy's like, oh, it's kind of like you guys. Like, eh, it's nonsense. It's just marketing. Here he really is admitting it to himself. He does feel like a fallen angel. Which is sad. Yeah. Oh.
1: Broody Torah. Goodness gracious.
0: Well, and I think
1: he's he's kind of in the process of changing his vices. And I talked a little bit about this Um but, you know, when, when he and Poppy had that conversation in his uh, kitchen, uh, she was like, well, can you trade it for something else? And he decided she was it. So I, I think it's really interesting how he's, he's slowly, like, working away from a stress reliever and more into something that is, like, euphoria for him. Um, because, like, and, and I think this is why I think Poppy's name is, is such a great Um, choice is because the poppy plant is the basis for opioids, right? And opiates. So um, she might be his drug of choice
0: now. (laughs) Interesting. And, you know, opiates, right now they're used as a pain reliever, but if they're misused, you can become addicted to it. And I think, um, you know, this might be a good allegory for Poppy's role in Torah's life because we talk a lot about healthy relationships here and being dependent on each other or not being independent. So a healthy right, relationship right. is where you, you are connected and you know, you do want to be together, but mm-hmm. you can't be unhealthily dependent on each other. And Torah does come from a background where he hasn't had anybody. So it would make mm-hmm. sense for him to glom onto like the first sign of love and oh, yeah. that he gets. So he probably also needs to understand healthy boundaries and ha- learn how to love himself before he goes to um to love poppy oh
1: for sure for sure because i mean if he just automatically like you said globs on to her and decides that you know she's his everything that's a heavy burden for poppy to bear and you know as we learn a little bit later she's not quite ready for that role in his life and and understandably so but i don't want to get ahead of myself um Mm -hmm. But I do love that he like, called her out on her own little line. Um, and I really I really love that we're getting this internal dialogue from Tora. Uh, I'm hoping that in the future, we get a little bit more internal dialogue from Poppy um, because there's a lot, I think, that people misunderstood about Poppy in this episode. And so I'm kind of hoping we get her perspective on this in the future.
0: so Poppy tells him you know she laughs and she's like "Ah, oh, it seems to be working pretty well on you and she starts off with her deflecting <laughs> again she says just kidding but torah does not let her get away with it he oh this is melting time reaches his yep, hand yep get ready on her I'm just, I'm on her, gonna keep her cheek it. and oh okay. he says you cocky ah! i can't i can't even i'm too overwhelmed by emotions ah! <laughs> yeah he says you cocky little and he brings his face in towards her and she has this blush on her cheeks there we go yeah thank you darla oh god (laughs) God. okay Okay, look at this
1: panel where he is calling her cocky and i'm just i can't y'all i can't his face his face oh my god
2: like he's i know i'm oh like so
0: frisky in that, in that shot and so i'm
3: like hot god help me <laughs> yeah you're making your own thirsty comments patty
1: i know i'm digging my own grave god damn it <laughs> oh lord i can't help it though but like seriously though like i i don't know what's going through lily's head when she's doing this but she's like like the hair threading I'm gonna keep doing that the eyes
2: keep doing that (laughs) that eyebrow that eyebrow really does things to me right
0: little blush lines like smirk on his face Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm, blush lines Darla oh (laughs) shit (laughs) I think she already did it but you know listen Poppy's blushing he's blushing you need to do it twice
2: (laughs) next slide
0: oh and now the next one then again (laughs) oh oh god the (sighs) oh my gosh oh jesus jesus
3: okay okay so
1: hot so we're supposed to be
0: communicating you know intent and meaning to the audience but instead we're just emoting sorry
1: sorry guys we've (laughs) lost our marbles um but i do want to point out the fang thing okay any of you who've read Asura's Bride did anybody else get vibes and callbacks to that bathtub scene in Asura's Bride yeah Duh, I I my did.
2: favorite scene oh. I, oh
1: yes oh my god I the won't, fangs I came won't out I
2: won't spoil to people but um, damn those fangs Just, like who? if I if he's a vampire turn me into one because I'll be yours forever more like ever forever ever
0: ever
1: oh gosh <laughs> well and I,
2: I wonder not that
1: i want to go too overly analytical with this because we're all very thirsty right now but the fang thing part of me was thinking in in ashura's bride this came up obviously during a very thirsty scene in that comic and i think um Ulan was trying to hold himself back because he was getting flustered. But also I think we have to remember that Yua was his enemy. And so part of me was like, was his power starting to activate because he's in front of the enemy and he's getting too close to the enemy? And then part of me here, like we know that, that Poppy's not necessarily the enemy, but that maybe, you know, because they come from two different worlds and, you know, because she may be a threat to his uh i'm this is a stretch i know she may be like a threat to his uh-huh. um Good his name. role in the clan so i don't know maybe maybe that's a little bit of that coming out or maybe it's just because he's horny i don't know it's probably the latter
0: oh i like that <laughs> you doing, and Carla? you notice his like his eyebrows are squeezed together like he is so passionate and so intense oh, that yeah. expression of his and when they disengage they're like <sighs> they're panting i know but oh. well, i would be too goddamn. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like there, there's another blush on
0: poppy's cheek over there just saying
2: mm-hmm. oh shit i'm i'm trying to control <laughs> my dogs they're <laughs> trying to smell my cake and like eat chocolate and stuff okay oh, where Lord, are my... we
0: we're, we're at the fangs. fangs
2: oh fangs okay
0: hot and blushing
1: <laughs> yep sorry, ladies, we're, we're going to be dead by the end of this
0: episode. (laughs) (laughs) So then he catches her hand and he's like, he brings it closer to his chest, which, oh, just gorgeous. She looks a little Mm -hmm. hesitant in that panel and he's thinking to himself, maybe alcohol is the shit I most need right now, which Mm -hmm. to me, I like, because, you know, he's so controlled all the time and he always feels like he has to be on guard and in control. And here, you know, he's finally thinking to himself, maybe I can let go and maybe I can allow myself to feel and allow, you know, he talks about a floodgate later, allow some feelings mm-hmm. to come out because I think he recognizes that it's unhealthy the way that he just pushes his feelings out. down all Yeah. Time.
1: Yeah. And this is kind of giving him like, I know he kind of scoffs at the whole liquid courage thing, but this is sorry, Tora, you have a brain just like everybody else. And guess what? Your frontal lobes are going offline, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. For
1: yeah. those that don't know yeah. your frontal cortex is where you make all of your logical decisions, which is why I'm not going to sound as smart tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, this liquid courage, he asks her now, he says, want to hold on to me. And would he have asked that if he had him drunk? I don't know, but he's definitely yeah, asking I don't know. for something emotional. You know, he's, he's showing know, her but... that he wants her that. And, you know, Poppy has this also very intent look where she's really looking into his eyes. And I think they mm-hmm. both are really looking into each other's eyes with a lot of need, I think. Need and understanding. Oh, yeah.
1: I oh, yeah. The, le- let, me just, le- let me just get my drink ready because that is some serious eye fucking.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: straight up. Straight up. Like, they, if they were in a room, Poppy would be in trouble. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. It's super, oh, super God. intense that yeah. this whole, and their posture, you know, the completely just noses an inch away from each other. Her arms are going mm-hmm. around him. She's just, they're, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, their bodies are like <laughs> tuned into each other. It's beautiful. Uh,
1: yeah. But I think probably my favorite mm-hmm. panel is the next one. Uh, just mm-hmm. because they're, they're holding each other so tenderly. And I just, I love that. love it so much oh god all right i'm drinking
0: again <laughs> okay so we finished with one crazy lustful uh panel amazing panel <laughs> and we go on to the next one where we find out that there is tongue involved and there's one yes.
1: <sighs> i'm just gonna keep drinking <laughs> oh tongue, god
0: flesh, cheeks much together everything his hand oh, is god. his thumb is still like right under her chin. So and his hand is still like in on her cheek. Oh. And her hair. Mm. Oh god. I uh, can't. Oh, god. Yes. Incomprehensible noises. And then he tells her, he says, Christ, you take like fucking heaven. Oh, oh yum. Oh. Yum. Oh god. And is,
1: I, look at his face. He is hungry. Oh, oh my god.
0: I think whatever kisses he's had before has never felt like this to him oh god no god no
1: and and i think i think poppy is just as like wrapped up in this as he is like does
2: she taste like
0: fucking heaven (laughs) what does
2: heaven like i want tor to describe it
0: I don't know if he's that articulate, but (laughs) obviously it's an emotional experience for him. It's not necessarily like a physical sense of taste, but I think it might, you know, for him, it might be like the feeling of coming home. I think a lot of people, um, when they have their soul, meet their soulmate have that feeling. I don't know if that's what he's experiencing, but it must be some kind of release, some kind of letting down, like an easing Mm -hmm. off. I remember like, I, I talked about this on our, our previous podcast. The first time I met hugged my husband it was like I never felt anything like it It was like <sighs> right some like this this thing flooded my chest and I felt like this huge burden that had been there for like I don't know since I was like a teenager I guess go off and I'm like oh, I have someone it's crazy that's it was, just yeah. so cute <clears throat> oh oh and, and also
1: one um, of the things oh one of the things I wanted to say was because I had skipped it because we were thirsting like mofos but i love how even though torah is so wrapped up in this and so is poppy that he's still checking in with her throughout all of this you know he's still taking those moments to pause and even when he's telling her like christ you taste like fucking heaven like he's giving her a minute to be like okay are you sure you still want to do this at least that was my interpretation what do you ladies think
2: I think he's just giving her like a breather and then he's gonna <laughs> go in for more gotcha. you know when you, you need to catch your breath a little bit and like you're like oh like you okay know, fair enough fair enough stuff. I think
0: mm-hmm. it just came out of him I think that you know he was so overwhelmed yeah. that it just came out and he had to say it and um, our first comment, Peg, you said, you suggested that somebody's ring every time I quote somebody. So our first quote oh. of the day, Maga Gajeras-Taylor was referencing that, you know, he's a fallen angel as he just referred to himself. So for him, you know, tasting like heaven, right? It's the place he fell from Oh hmm. right. good one. where he could, wants to achieve again, or oh, he doesn't necessarily know that he wants to achieve it yet, which I yeah. think at least more are we going to say later, is he making the choice yet that he wants to go to heaven or is he still not there yet? which mm-hmm. is we're going to get into the whole like are either of them ready yeah Anywho. yeah and of mm. course Poppy is not
1: buying that line and I love that she gives him shit for it
0: <laughs> yeah she's like first her first reaction she can't even respond I think she's just so um she's like haha right I think she's still physically overcome by this and she tells him "Sure, it beats tasting like a cigarette huh yeah <laughs> very cute and she puts her fingers there on his on his lips, which I was kind of thinking that it was a reference to um, to that. Remember when he put his two lips the fingers over there um, in the office, and he was like um, hinting at her. So I kind of feel like that was hinting at the reward system and how he had done hinted to her when they were in the office. And he says to shameless editor, so I think that maybe a response to that, you know, that office suggestion. Hmm. It's cute. He's using Quincy's word for her.
3: <laughs> okay, Patty, where'd you go? Patty, come back.
0: Um,
3: okay. Let's Mindy, this is what, the fifth or no, fourth episode in the club? Uh,
0: about yes. About. Well, about. I know four weeks ago, I'm after the thinking the fast pass just got published. Um, they just walked into the club four weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah they were outside of the club five episodes ago and this is yeah have they you in. guys
3: talked about the contrast between the previous places they have connected and this place
0: so actually i wrote down a ton of comments where people pointed at a lot of parallelisms between like this and the balcony this and regina's peak but i, I if that's where you, where you want to go i think we could talk about it at the end like when all the, like this scene finishes playing out i don't know okay. what angle you want to you want to talk about
3: no that's fine we'll wait for your timing <laughs> glad you okay. came,
0: Patty. Yeah, sorry, I was having technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, awesome. Anyway, it's really cute. You know, Tora's laughing. He has that dimple, he has those crease lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that they have some levity here. But he wants to go straight back into it. He's like, now nah, where were we? And he's again like that lustful look on his face, the blushes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and leaning into her. He's just ready to go right back in. But Poppy tells him now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah and he right away flips away from her he just Mm -hmm. you know that's something that i admire so much about torah i and and like patty you said this and i think that you're correct that because he never had consent he is so careful about other people and respecting their wishes because yeah you know he's so absorbed and wrapped and he you know it's very hard for it to pull away when you're in the moment like that but he just like Mm -hmm. bounces the second she says wait oh yeah oh yeah like
1: hold the phone okay what's going on
3: yeah he is a gentleman her Mm -hmm. words were kind of startling too in that moment you know just a minute so yeah kind of a bolt as well
1: yeah because if you look at the if you look at the wording it's in bold so she probably was like whoa just a minute Mm -hmm. like so i'm sure it did take him aback
0: Asked, he's like, you want to stop now so i think he's you know he's confused because she seems to be responsive mm-hmm. to him, and she tells him no yeah. not really right so indicating at least in those words that she does at least physically enjoy it she just mm-hmm. tells him she's like i'm not hammered but i am kind of buzzed and buzzed kissing doesn't count right oh i was devastated Ouch. and this is my yeah. first because torah's next panel he says count what do you mean count and he looks mm-hmm. horrified I'm going, okay. I'm going to say a blessing before we, before we eat a break so i just find this very hilarious <laughs> here she <laughs> goes, goes. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> you know it's, it's not first acid. taste
3: of a bitter night and day <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. mindy's face <laughs> is echoing torah's right now right yes i am heartbroken <laughs> and <laughs>
0: devastated my love just told me my kisses don't count <laughs>
1: yeah well now that you put it like that and i'm like well shit you know so i i get what at first i was like why is everyone so devastated because i was reading through the patreon comments and i'm like well, sure they're like they're not gonna like just dive in and be in love but like i'm like why is everyone so devastated and then i read back through and the, the way that you just put it right there like the person that he cares about the most is just like well this doesn't count so i get it i get it And also, Uh,
0: um, you know, I'm not the only one who pointed this out. Miss Millennial had a long, long comment. And this is one of the things she said, which I also agree. Everybody's been using Torah for his body, right? And Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, every other makeout session he has from, as far as we know, has been trivial, has been inconsequential, has been no real connection. And this is the first time that he really has an emotional connection. And she's telling him, no, it's actually not, you know, not emotional And it's not about you as a person. And I can't connect to you. And I'm not going to commit to you. It's like devastating.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if I would take it that far. I think, and the, and this was just my take on it. People can disagree with me all they want. But like when I look at, and I know we're going to get into it a little bit further. Um, when I look at how Poppy is hesitating, and sure, I think, I think they do have a connection. I think she recognizes that they have a connection and she's scared of it. Because mm-hmm. she just got out of a very, like, not gonna lie, it was an emotionally abusive relationship, and you know that's when you come out of something like that, you do question like, do I really want to dive into this? Do I really want to approach this? And and I'm sure, I mean, let's not forget, dude is in the mafia. Like that's just not <laughs> something like if some guy, like granted, I get it. He's freaking godlike. He's gorgeous. He's got a good heart. But, I mean, let's be real. You're not going to freaking date somebody in the mafia. And I know Girl Wonder Podcast asked this question. And I was actually really surprised that people said that they would. And I'm like, do you really know what that means? And I don't think that they do. Um, so, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's totally reasonable and realistic that Poppy would have pause here. I really yeah. do. As much <laughs>
3: think, as it hurts. One thing that I found aggravating, though, is that that's not what she actually says. She doesn't say I'm cautious because mm-hmm. of this whole mafia thing. She ends up saying, you know, I'm hesitant. So she actually, you could boil the whole conversation down to: it's not you, it's me, right? It means something to a that a little bit. A actually, little bit. I
1: mean, I see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. The way the way I interpret it, I did see that it that it's him. And well, let's go into the panels because um mm-hmm. yeah I think there, there's a particular line that she says that I think is like really, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little cruel inadvertently so mm-hmm. pa- Tora actually is thinking to himself and I like this he's finally being open with himself he says it sure as hell feels like we've been skirting around this long enough but the question mm-hmm. is skirting around what and I like that you know he isn't so clear himself but I do recognize that he feels like there's more to them that they're not right. that there there's something building up and he's not quite sure what mm-hmm. it is either Yeah. And Poppy tells him, you know, he's, he's still got his, his hand on her, on her face, just very affectionately, very tenderly looking at her, leaning at her. Poppy's looking down, you can tell she's uncomfortable and doesn't want to look him in the eye. And she says, I mean, it doesn't change anything between us. Right. Right. And Tor is confused. He's like, what are we even supposed to be talking about? He doesn't respond. He's, he looks confused Mm. to me.
3: He looks heartbroken in that panel to me.
0: Hey, I got it, Peg. I already had a headache from this no.
3: stupid vodka, and it was like it's, one sip. You know, I I do think it's
1: a little bit of both, and I mean, I get it. He is so attached to her, and so I see where you're coming from, Peg. That like for him, this is this is gut wrenching for him, no doubt. Um, and I I just want to point out that this is not the first time Poppy has said this you know she said Mm -hmm. this back at the apartment when he was giving her a hug like this is just a hug between friends right this doesn't change anything between us you know and so this isn't this isn't the first time she's brought this up and i mean i think some folks are missing her boundary setting moments within the comic where she's like we're just friends, right? This is, this is just friendly. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. it. It definitely sends mixed signals when you say you're just friends and then you're making out. Like this <laughs> is a friends with benefits scenario and Tora is not a friends with benefits kind of guy. So I totally get that. And I totally respect why people would be upset about that.
3: In the context uh, of this conversation, what was it about mm-hmm. probably 20 seconds ago, she said the comment about, I'd look better under you. And so, I mean, that's yeah. the dream he's in right now. Yeah. So it, true. He's, I can see where he'd have pretty much emotional whiplash from just this couple of oh, minutes for sure. with her. But it, I was talking with uh, Blue Katie about this conversation mm-hmm. and she made a point, you know, when she asks, oh, buzzed kisses don't count. She says, well, mm-hmm. the, the last two kisses haven't counted either. And they were both not buzzed.
0: As yeah, far as I as mean,
3: changing them yeah, so yeah. It, it's kind of it's interesting how how Poppy is kind of framing things in this conversation mm-hmm. yeah I, one thing so,
0: I, I did you know like you said Patty she's boundary setting to me like the fact that she keeps doing it even in such moments when she theoretically could be swept off her feet and like physically I'm sure she's feeling a lot and it, it's hard to stop herself yeah. as well clearly this is something that's very troublesome for her she mm-hmm. really feels the need to to set those boundaries and to say yeah. I can't be with you so this is something that's really hard for her um and yeah. it's hard for Tora he says I have no fucking idea right he doesn't know what they're talking about and then this next panel he does look heartbroken again <laughs> I'm gonna first yeah <laughs> and he just he's that's looking so cool. down he's looking away from her I think he looks crushed where she says this is the point where she tells him you know I can't this is there's nothing going on between us, and this is like he finally had hope, I think. And he finally started thinking, right? He's been having that dream, he asked her to go to the beach, he's thinking about another way of life, and she's like a right. path out for him. And now she goes and tells him, No, this is not gonna mean anything, anyway. Yeah. Well, and I think, right? yeah, I think it's also important to point out, you know, that all of those things were
1: internal for Tori. He didn't really share a whole lot of that and how he's feeling with Poppy. So I think this is where I struggle when the readership is like, oh my God, why would Poppy do that to him? Because we're getting more of a picture into Tora's mindset and how he's feeling. We're not getting any of this from Poppy. And she doesn't get any of it either because he's not saying anything, you know? And, And I get it. Like, that's not... When you're an introvert, like bringing that stuff up is like oh my god I don't even want to go there like that's a conflict thing I don't even want to address and, and I get like he's like you were saying peg like they've gone from like 90 miles an hour making out to like whoa hold the phone um and so yeah that's really jarring for sure um and so I get why he's confused I get why he's upset but I think we also need to give poppy a little credit here and that she doesn't know what he's thinking
3: yeah that's yeah. true Um, The other thing that was interesting is I was thinking back on the times they've kissed and because it seems to me because, you know, there's not that much at stake in this particular moment. Like the first time they kissed was on the rooftop of her apartment. The second time they kissed, it was in his kitchen with his bedroom, like three feet away. Here, uh, they're not in a hotel room. They're behind an angel. Obviously, that's not going to go that far. They're in a club, you know, just in a little private corner so they can make out. So, you know, it's not like there's a lot of risk involved in this mm-hmm. particular moment, and yeah. we I mean, we know as readers that this moment is the only reason he even agreed to come to this party. Otherwise, he would have that's blown Quincy and told him, you know, forget it. Mm-hmm. So he's here for this. So that's why it's it's extra painful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I definitely don't want to say that this isn't painful for Tora, because it absolutely is, and I get that completely. I just I, I feel a little defensive of Poppy, because I've been in her position, and not that I haven't, like, cut somebody off, but, like, at some point, you have to set boundaries, and when you feel like things are going too far, you have to step in when you can. And I think she recognizes to a certain extent that he's a little more attached than she is. Um, and so I think it's important for her to be like, okay, hey, where is this going? But I get I get what you're saying, Peg, that like in this particular scenario there may not be a whole lot of risk. But there could be. I mean, because it could lead to him saying, Hey, come home with me, or hey, let's go to your place. And maybe she's not ready for that conversation or for that to happen.
3: He's like the safest guy she's I mean I know, I know the car and went to Regina's peak with him in the middle of the night, was okay with that, Mm -hmm. chased him, and he did nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was still a perfect sweetheart, and let him her oh, I'm you know, not her saying hair he's on six
1: ways. I'm you saying know? that maybe she's not ready for it to go that far.
0: That's kind of where I'm coming from on that. But it's that's, interesting. I get what you're saying. I find it interesting that you say that Poppy recognizes that maybe Torah is more into her than she's into him, because I think there's truth to that, and that's why she keeps telling him, "Oh, we're just friends. We're just friends." But then, on yeah. the other hand, she keeps telling herself, and I can't figure out—like maybe it's half and half. She keeps telling yeah. herself, "Oh no, Tora is not really into me. You know, I there's other women that are into him. I'm just cute. Like he'll never yes. be into me.
2: Yeah, yes,
1: like, yes. Mindy. This conflicting like thing.
2: In, yes, she's in complete denial. Like it's it's the insecurity. Like of course, um, he's into her. Like if I was Poppy you know I might be like you know I'm not as super hot as like these other bitches that like like him or whatever but like yeah you know I'm gonna tell myself like no no he doesn't like me or I'm gonna act like I don't like him to make myself feel better you know so I can protect my own heart when he does reject me I feel like that's where Poppy's at
1: Mm -hmm. I would say that that's a reasonable thought um and I I also think that like we all don't have we're not like all or nothing Mm
2: -hmm. when it comes to how
1: we feel about ourselves so sometimes we're really confident and we're like okay so maybe he does like me but then there's times where like we question it 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 happens i know it's happened in my own relationship like how do i really feel about this guy and and how does he really feel about me? I'm not really sure because if we're not talking about it, it's only me in my head and my own dialogue. And we already know that Poppy
3: lives in her head a lot. Generally speaking, if his tongue is in your mouth, he's probably <laughs> <injured>. <laughs> true. Uh, yes, yeah.
1: but to what extent is my question? Like, I, I think you know, and and let's not forget that she went through. Like, this isn't just like she had a crappy relationship for six months with jewelry. This was years of being told that, that like you're overreacting, what you're thinking isn't important. I mean, when, when you have that kind of insidious feedback from the person that is supposed to be your partner, you second guess everything in your life. And, yeah. and I say this because I work with people who've been there. I've been there. You know, and, and I just, I I don't know, maybe I'm just being overly protective, but I really feel like this is, and I'm not saying that it's okay for her to hurt Torah. I want to make that very clear. It's not okay for her to do that. But I don't think she means to hurt him. I think she's doing the best she
0: can with what she's got and what she knows like the biggest takeaway i took so when i first read mm-hmm. this episode i was i was very very sad and i wasn't mm-hmm. i wasn't necessarily mad at poppy i didn't think poppy had done anything wrong but i just felt sad right. at the result like i felt i was right. i was sad that they weren't like i love you i love you let's be together forever yeah. which obviously is unrealistic and then you know reading through all the comments and people's thoughts i realized that's really the strength of this whole comic is that mm-hmm. it's so real. I mean, neither of these people are yeah. perfect. They all have emotional trauma. They have real personalities, they have real histories mm-hmm. and getting together is not smooth sailing for them. So obviously the fact yeah. that like, if they were like kiss, kiss and fall in love, the comic would end and like, there would be nothing left to tell. True. So True. that's the, the obvious point. But the reason it's so satisfying is because these are real people and we can relate. Like they're doing mm-hmm. things that are not perfect and they're hurting each other because of who they are. And, you yeah. know, we're the stage that they're at, but it's realistic.
1: Yeah. I, and, and that, that is so true. I, you know, I have to remind myself of that, that, you know, Poppy is capable of having unhealthy things that she does because Bora does. Um, we all do. There's, you know, like, like I said, in my comments on Patreon, like nobody is going to react healthy every single second in every single situation. And i just i feel like we need to give poppy a little grace here just like we give torah a little grace and not just because he's hot you know (laughs) like i just want us to take a step back and not crucify poppy like let's take a breather guys everybody has their hang-ups and these two are no exception
3: but do you feel like people are crucifying poppy
1: oh yeah oh yeah
3: most definitely I've seen the
1: comments and I'm like, guys, come on. She's not going to be perfect. That's my own personal perspective on it. I could be wrong, but I feel like everybody's being a little too harsh on her.
3: I mean, we've had a series of, of episodes where, you know, the restaurant where everybody's mad at Tora and then Tora's mm-hmm. turns out not so bad. Everybody's mad at Erdeen and then Erdeen turns out to be a Yeah. And then and now everybody's, I mean, people are mad at Poppy. Now everybody's they're, upset they're, at yeah. Poppy. That'll be resolved. But I wasn't mad at Poppy in this. I just mm-hmm. felt like Poppy was acting uncharacteristic to, to Poppy. That's, I, okay. I, was, so? I, I don't, I'm like, I'm not sure I recognize this Poppy. Who is this Poppy? Because mm-hmm. the, the, Poppy's one of my favorite characters and I fell in love with her. I fell yeah. in love with her at the moment she turned around and kicked that scooter And then hugged it and was like, I'm so sorry, Scooter. Then I was like, I love this girl. You know, the girl who is like, I'm going to climb that tree. I'm going to, you know, so this one here where she's like, you know, I'm insecure. He's not into me or, you know, well, you're me, but I don't want you or whatever it is. It just, it's, she's the girl where he was like, kiss me on the cheek. And she jumped and kissed him on the mouth. That's the part. So this, right. It's a weird Poppy in this episode. And that's what, I wasn't hating Mm -hmm. Poppy. I was like, where are you at, girl?
0: You know, and I kind of think, now that you're talking about it that way, it's very possible that the reason Poppy became that person was because she wasn't, she had to become sweet. A little bit of like what Quincy does, right? Quincy became very sweet and effeminate and powerless in order to avoid responsibility from the clan. Poppy may have, in order to survive in her life, she may have had to become a sweet person in many ways and present that way. But I think this part where she's talking, this is her real, more real self. This is like a more mature self. This is her more individual self, where she is, you know, being self protective and standing up for herself yeah. and guarding herself. Whereas before, she may have been just been had to, you know, be a little bit of a people pleaser to to get mm-hmm. by. Yeah. But I think I think it's also like I
1: I know what you're saying, Peg. That like where where's the poppy that we had you know, 10, 15, 20 episodes ago, and I think that, you know, at, at least what I know about human behavior and how I've interacted with people over the years is not everyone is going to stay completely the same in every situation, and I think, like, when I think about Tora and Poppy, they are, um, they're a whirlwind, they are a tornado when they're together and i think that can be really overwhelming in a lot of ways and um i think this is what two three maybe a month later i think it's like three weeks to a month later and you know so she's she may be this is just my guessing she may be at that point was like where are we going with this and do i actually want to approach that because the kiss in the roof uh, at the rooftop that was relatively like you could do that with anybody you know what i'm saying like that could happen and you could let it go and then it would be what it would be right um the kitchen one not so sure because they again they had an emotional exchange uh regina's peak they started getting a little more serious and so i just wonder if because this is progressively getting more intimate for her emotionally that she's pumping the brakes because it freaks her out i just i'm wondering maybe
3: yeah, and I I'm not really thinking of it as from the human behavior
1: mm-hmm. perspective.
3: I don't I mean I don't question that at all. Be, you know, people change over through time and and what have you. Yeah. But I'm thinking of it from a narrative perspective as a character. Okay. You mm-hmm. know. And uh and th- that's just kind of how I'm how I see her okay. and what's mm-hmm. going on in this scene. But anyways, maybe we should yeah. proceed.
0: Yeah, so Tora at this point, Torah you know backs away from her he removes his hands from her he he draws in onto himself you know he yeah, makes himself smaller looks away from her mm-hmm. and he says you're one hell of a commitment phobe you know that and he looks devastated so here's another mm-hmm. drink
3: yeah hot.
2: I know. <laughs> oh fuck. wait you made a thirsty Stopping.
3: comment All you guys drink
2: <laughs> and i'm having a heartburn
1: <laughs> oh i know no, right? Oh, peg's getting her revenge on me it's okay Still
0: <laughs> <He'll> love you <laughs> and i i find it so funny that he said not funny i find it interesting that he says that because that's a lot of hurt coming out from him and he just says it straight out like yeah that, that comment signals that he wants a commitment from her i mean that's pretty open right. oh. so and you know that's that cut that when you when you respond that way in such a like aggrieved manner and that mm-hmm. just shows how hurt he is. I and mean, he just has to like let his feelings out and kind of like lash out at her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, cause he's not a half-assed kind of guy. Like I could definitely see him, like if this was just a random hookup, he would have never said that. And so this mm-hmm. is, again, another example of why I think he's way more invested in this relationship than she is. Um, you know, and I, I think that maybe there's some signals, some crossed wires here about understanding where he's coming from. And, you know, we can oh. tell... Oh, go ahead, Peg. You were going to say something. Oh,
3: I, I... I was waiting, but sure. I mean... Oh, uh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say one thing that could impact her is the fact that she is such a fish out of water in this scene. You know, Quincy yeah. tricked her into wearing high heels. You know, that's not really her. She's got the party mm-hmm. dress on, which is absolutely gorgeous, but her style is more comfort clothes and then you know mm-hmm. she's in the scene and so that could be throwing her off balance a little bit too I know it would yeah it has thrown me off balance in in when I've been in clubs because that's not literally my I'm right. more a fields and mountains girl than a club girl so mm-hmm. I kind of feel for her in that situation where this is kind of crazy but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah you can really see he's seeking connection and yeah to be buffed is just harsh man oh yeah and i can
0: definitely tell oh
1: go mm-hmm. ahead mindy
0: yeah i think the fact that he says that means he's kind of been thinking about that already you know it's, yeah. it's like it's something that must have been on his mind before for him to be able to say that he probably was thinking about it you know because of the previous statements that she's made about mm-hmm. i'm not ready and we can't be together and we're just you know just friends. yeah so he's probably been ruminating over this in some subconscious place in his mind
1: right right and we can tell that poppy's really uncomfortable with this this is kind of where i think her um her avoidance of conflict like you tell she's getting kind of nervous like oh crap i made him feel like
0: shit um
3: she she looks guilty i think i think she feels bad bad for him she tries to correct that right away though Mm -hmm. yeah she turns around
0: and she you know she it's just it it is a very sweet and earnest look on her face like you really see she feels bad for him she understands how she hurt him. And she says, wait, that's not what I'm trying to say. I I just wanted to be upfront. So I like that. Then Lily talked about this mm-hmm. on Patreon and I don't want to talk too much about what she says on Patreon because it's Patreon. But, you know, Poppy here, you see she really does care about him and she wants to, yeah. she, in her mind, she's saying this because she recognizes she cannot go further in a relationship right now. And she is trying right. to spare him from going too far emotionally. And this is her mm-hmm. way of being good to him. So- it's hurtful to him but she feels it's necessary in order to avoid hurting him more later right
1: right and sometimes you have to be
0: sometimes you have to rip off the band-aid as it were
1: like I know this is gonna hurt you and at the same time I don't want it to fester like it, it needs we need to pump the brakes here and I mean I can respect her for that I know it hurts and I know it sucks but yeah just one of those things um, Go to the beach with him, Patty. The beach. I
2: Come on, but you know what?
1: You know what? She still wasn't ready for that. She knows that he doesn't like do email or any of that crap, and she's like, "I'll email you." Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think the she's beat. still very like, oh, hang on. But yes, I I do think that we will get the beach scene someday. I think we're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer for it.
0: Tora, Tora thinks to himself with where I'm at with my life right now. And I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do his line of thought for a while because it just, to make it easier. He says, with where I'm at with my life right now, there's nothing I can give to her or take from her. And you know, he's now that the panel of him sitting there, again, looking heartbroken, <laughs> sorry, another drink. Mm-hmm. Just defeated. I finished the first Absolutely. bottle. <laughs> the first half empty bottle. And he's sitting there and he, you know, he realizes, he feels like, you know what? He can't give her anything. And he says, yeah, doesn't mean shit. Just another random hookup because you're feeling horny because you're feeling horny and so am I, right? And I find that interesting that, you know, he emphasizes because you're feeling horny. I think maybe mm-hmm. here he feels a little hurt. Like you led me on, you know, you were feeling horny. So you decided to use yeah. me. And, um, you know, so now you're telling me it means nothing, but this is like where the hurt part comes in. You know, you're just like everyone else. Like you're like all those other girls who just use me for my body. You know, I thought you were yeah. different. But he's, you know, and people pointed out, like, this is Tora's instinctive reaction. He hasn't, mm-hmm. like you said, Patty, he hasn't told her how he feels. His instinctive reaction goes, yeah. she's rejecting me. I'm just going to throw up my walls. I think, you know, Miss mm-hmm. Millennial was saying this and Caddy Smith was saying this. He's just shutting down. He doesn't, his reaction to her saying, I'm not ready, is not like, you know, I really like Katty. you and like maybe one day in the future or like, I'm so sorry, I feel bad right now. It's like, yeah, this is nothing. This is just nothing. And like, right. obviously, Pop, Pat, you know, Poppy sees through that but he doesn't know how to express himself either. He doesn't know how to, right. he doesn't feel brave enough, I think. He doesn't feel secure enough. He mm-hmm. doesn't know how to. So right. there's a lot of miscommunication
3: and lack of development here. Speaking of miscommunication, yeah. I saw a couple of uh, fans note that, that. well, I was feeling bad for him and now I'm not because he said, or take from her. and And so now he had it coming because I, you know, that kind of erodes my... Uh, caring for torah but i really don't think that Hmm. he meant that in any bad way i don't think so either Mm -hmm. like i'm wondering what their interpretation of that
1: was because i didn't see it that at all like like he can't give anything to her and he can't like i think he's just in that mindset of like i have nothing to offer her
3: yeah so i was thinking it's sort of like or receive anything from her but he's saying take from her because Mm -hmm. he has a more colloquial way of saying things right right yeah. and, and
0: like, I, I kind of i was a little curious i kind of thought that he meant um take from her as in sexually but yeah. I, you know I, it's, i'm not like uh Possible. you know attached to that interpretation but that's not bad either yeah i mean yeah. he's a guy he's a person no <laughs> this is this is what they were doing right now so
1: yeah yeah i and agree. I recognize it I think he recognizes that there's some risk to her engaging in this relationship with him. That's why he kept trying to push her away initially. Um, So to me, this was like, not just him being defeatist and kind of shutting down his or shutting his walls back up, but also when I think about it, it's like his reality is coming
0: back like, oh yeah, duh, we can't have this. Right. And the, the whole reason he was even pushing forward was because of the alcohol. And because he said, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go for it and do it regardless of consequences. Mm-hmm. And this is not like, yeah. usual behavior for him. I think he finally gave into himself. Right. And then as soon as he did, and he was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And she's like, no. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I'm back to my life, back to the reality. I can't have anything I want. I have no control.
3: And I don't think and it was yeah. just the alcohol though. I mean, her line that she popped out there Really mm-hmm. opened the door for him. He made him think this was the moment.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. right that it was possible that she was into him. Yeah, you know? yeah, that she yeah. reciprocated his feelings.
3: He That's looked no oh, heartbroken yeah. in that next panel. What?
0: <laughs> I did. I already drank the heartbroken panel. <laughs> <now>, this one. <laughs> There's more. Which There's many more.
1: Drinking now.
0: <laughs> I will
1: commiserate, drink
0: with you yeah and poppy gives him that that really this she does this look in another in another panel i don't remember which one it was but i think maybe on the rooftop or something but she's really empathizing with him you know she sees his pain she really does see it and she feels it so and oh yeah that next panel now i see what you're talking about he looks devastated here his eyes are down he looks depressed oh yeah like the fact that his eyes eyelids are so small that's like the kind of hopelessness that you get when you can't even have the energy to lift your eyes fully you're just depressed so
1: yeah
2: and hot Ugh. <laughs> are you getting yeah. thirsty darla <laughs> yeah and my heartburn just went away a little bit so that's why i'm like okay i can drink more <laughs> i had to eat and um, drink water because my heartburn was getting out of control that cake looked good I didn't finish it, actually. So I got this cake from um, this grocery store called Whole Foods. I don't know if you guys have it in other states, but uh, it's so fucking good. I went to two in LA and it was so ridiculous. They sold it out of the berry chantilly cake that I love so much. So I got this raspberry chocolate by default, but it was really good, so I recommend it.
0: Looks great. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. So, and then, you know, Taurus thinking to himself, he says, and just as well, because from the looks of it, the sentiment is mutual. Oh, oh. poor guy. You know, he he's thinking to himself, Poppy doesn't care for me. She doesn't want me. She does nothing I can give her. And this mm-hmm. next panel, again, heartbroken. And he's sitting there again, slumped, looking away from her. His hands are on his chest. He looks totally withdrawn. Another shot. I, uh, Poppy tells him so like okay i guess i deserve that one so she is kind of taking responsibility for her her words and her effect uh um see okay i think now this is getting to me her um effect <laughs> on him <laughs> yeah
1: and poppy's not one to not take responsibility for her actions and so i think she does recognize what she's doing here and so she's trying to make a little bit of amends here and I can appreciate that. Um and then she goes into this explanation of, you know, kind of where she's at. So she may not be able to be what what I find is really interesting is that she's pushing him away in one in one sense, but then she's drawing him in in another. And she's telling him like I'm going to tell you something really personal. And to me, that's a, that's a branch out and a connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he, he kind of gives this sideways glance, like, maybe, yeah, okay.
3: Um,
1: like, mm-hmm. he's still questioning it, I think. But, like, I think they've kind of gotten into a pattern of he knows when she needs to let something out and explain something. And I, I know he's questioning because he's like, so what else is there for us to talk about? um and as nervous as poppy is like i appreciate that she actually takes a stab at this because she yeah. sees how much he's hurting and she's trying to explain where she's coming from and how she's been feeling
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so and she i goes agree like that the... that expression that he gives her is like okay what do you even, what are you going to tell me that's going to make this better yeah. how are you going to make me how is this going how is this going to be Make me feel better at all? Like, how is this going to undo what you just said, where you were rejecting me?
1: Yeah, kind of like a little bit. I love you, Torah, but you're being a little bit of a pouty teenager here. A <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. little, well, you know. Just
1: a little, just a little. Mm. You know.
3: Um, be hurt. Yeah, it's pretty raw in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if his internal. Thoughts are preventing him because he's so tuned into him is he is he unable to hear what she's saying is she is he reacting to more of his her actions than her words mm-hmm. but, i don't know yeah
1: no i think you may be onto something there peg because like you said you know he's kind of got this internal dialogue going and you know when when, when you put up an emotional wall you, you stop hearing the other person you stop like really taking in what's going on and i think this moment where poppy kind of pauses and said hey you know can i share something really personal with you i think that finally got his attention
3: yeah he seems to tune in mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh, like they, they have this going. thing where he tunes in when she starts talking like that
3: you know and she starts
1: mm-hmm. she s- starts by saying you know my dumb teenage self was being tired uh, was terrified of being alone in this world and after my mom left and then my dad, and she can't even complete the
0: sentence. So we know how hard this is for her to talk about. Yeah, she's clenching her hands on her on her dress. So, uh, you know, I kind of feel for Poppy too, right? It is yeah. it is difficult for her. So I, I appreciate that she's making that effort, like you said, despite like, she she has sweat marks. She's feeling very yeah. anxious. And it's probably very, very personal for her to talk about yeah, something that was very hard in her life.
1: Yeah, and she can't look at him while she's saying it. But, I, you know, I think he understands why
0: uh um, well he's the master and not looking at people when talking about emotional things
3: true <laughs> enough true enough right now what doesn't look like he's looking at her right now
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you want to continue with with the, the panel because you were doing going yeah it.
1: yeah sure um and she said and i thought that after having a boyfriend i'd never have to be on my own again like oh god just stabbed me in the heart <laughs> like no yeah. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta Looking hurt.
0: Looking for love in all the wrong places.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but because of that belief, and because I didn't know how to see things for what they really were, I ended up hurting myself even more by committing to the wrong person. You know, and she's she's continuing this. And what I find is really interesting in this this last panel where she's kind of working up, finishing what she's saying she's having a conversation with herself, too, as much as she's having one with Tora. Um, and she's kind of reflecting on, you know, maybe some choices that she wished she hadn't made. Um, and she says, and what's worse than the time and emotions spent on the wrong person are perhaps the invisible scars and wounds left behind. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we know a little bit about Jewelry and the things that he's done. And I think we're going to probably find out more things that make us hate him even more. <laughs> we hate jewelry,
0: Club. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Put him in a wood chipper. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck <laughs> him.
2: <laughs> Let's jump in.
0: Okay, wait, Patty, until we find out his tragic backstory and then we're all, like, rooting for him. But will be Because he's not as handsome as Horace, so we won't. No. We won't excuse him. No, any of his never. Behaviors. Are
2: you fucking kidding me? His small <laughs> dick? Never.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> awful. Oh, my God. Oh, but I, I've seen people mention this too, that, you know, you said she's more talking to herself as symbolized by the reflection. She's literally talking mm-hmm. to herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I actually, this is the line that I said where I felt like, oh my God, Poppy, like, I don't think she understood, but she just basically told him, I'm afraid you're the wrong person and I'm going to have emotional scars from you. I was like, ooh, like, this is just like, just oh, wow. so
3: cool. You just
0: told him that I don't want to waste my time and emotion on the wrong person and, and be wounded by it. I was, oh, wow. Oh my God. I didn't read it like that at yeah, all. Yeah, like, that is,
1: uh, ouch, that hurt. When I read this part, you know, like I could, I could see where that could definitely go down that line. Um, but when I read this part, it's more like it's not that like I'm afraid that you're the wrong person, then and you're going to give me emotional scars. But like because of these emotional scars, I have to press the brakes.
0: On that's how she and meant it.
1: I'm,
0: but yeah, I, that's I heard it. This is oh. how I heard it. <laughs> and oh, then, but to damn Tora's damn credit. Me he doesn't i don't know how he heard it right because Mm -hmm. he's not real but whatever (laughs) so like i don't know how he heard it but the way he reacts is amazing you know poppy clearly is is distressed she said i mean i'm sorry i don't know how else to say it without sounding completely unabsorbed so I'll self-absorbed so i'll leave it at that and he just like this is the same reaction he had at his apartment when she yeah. was mad at him and he said you know be mad at me i'll let you be who you mm-hmm. are don't apologize for your feelings he pulls her hand right he's such a gentleman and a caring affectionate person he yeah. sees her being distressed and no matter what she just put him through no matter what he just went through with his own feelings He sees Mm -hmm. her feelings and he wants to be there for her. He pulls her hand in and he pulls her in again like he did at Regina's Peak to comfort her. And he says, Mm -hmm. don't fucking apologize for living your life the way you want. I mean, I can't, Tori is an (gasps) angel. What, how did he become such a good person? Well, I have my own theory about that, but
1: I think that no matter, it's, it's one of those situations, like I'm sure you guys have seen the meme, like, You know when you when you care about someone or when you love them you love them even when you're angry with them or when you're upset with them and i think that's kind of what we're seeing here Mm -hmm. um and you know he's still hurt like no doubt about it I, i have no doubt that he's still hurt but i think the part of him that is hurt also recognizes that in her in poppy and he doesn't want her to feel that way like he he already feels like he's garbage and undeserving but he, he sure as hell doesn't want her to feel that way. Um,
0: you know, and, Poppy, and I think Poppy oh, go ahead does feel very like garbage and undeserving, I think, at this moment. You know, she's very mm-hmm. tense and she's withdrawn into herself. I think she yeah. does feel very guilty and bad. And she, you know, feels bad that she's doing this to him. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. just sad. It's just sad for all of them. But I think they're yeah, doing the best with what they can. It's just a really hard moment for both of
1: them. You're so bright oh god you know and she's putting two and two together she's recognizing that like he doesn't have to do this he doesn't have to try to connect to her he's doing it because he wants to and i think she's not used to that she's not used to somebody you know reaching out and saying it's okay you don't have to apologize she's used to being told you're overreacting you're being ridiculous why are you so sensitive like she doesn't get this at all, um, and so I think she really does take that moment because when she says, "Because you never got to do that," meaning like he never got to live his own life and and do the things that he wanted, and uh, I think that caught him off guard because he's like,
0: "Maybe, <laughs> yeah, he's not ready to talk about it yet." Also, mm-hmm. there's a. There's a lot of pain yeah. there in her question, and I think he's not. Yeah. I mean, he he talks a little bit about his dam, right? He's not ready mm-hmm. to let go because there's so much there. If he opens up and lets him lets himself down a little yeah. bit, boom, it's gonna crash down. He'll fall apart. He can't do yeah. that yet. He just has to push it away. No, I can't talk about. it. I can't think about it.
1: Yeah, and with Poppy putting on the brakes like she is, like I'm sure there's part of him that's like, well, okay, we can't go there yet. Right. Like I'm not ready to go right. there yet
0: she doesn't even know everything he went through that's something a lot of people always also talk about we know like abuse at least some measure of the abuse that he's gone through but she doesn't know right she can sense she's kind of guessing parts of it because she's intuitive and intelligent Mm -hmm. but she has no idea what he went through and how like messed up his life is
1: yeah yeah that's very true (sighs) gosh i just want to hug them both can i oh let's do it just hug.
2: hug just a little hug yeah here oh.
0: i'll hug torah <laughs> oh gosh and then she, she takes doesn't want to comfort him just like we want to comfort both of them because she has this really contrite look and she takes his hand you know she recognizes that he feels bad and i, yeah. I love that you know she's really she's reaching out to him she does care about him Even if she can't Mm -hmm. give him what he wants because she's not there yet, she does care about him. And she asks him, was it difficult for you? You know, she's giving him space to expand on on himself. She's allowing Mm -hmm. him to open up, even though I don't think he wants to. And he's like, oh, and I love his response. He's like, I don't know. Oh, oh my God, of course you know. I don't know. He's like, I can't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's pretend this doesn't exist. (laughs) It's such a a stonewalling man reaction. I, I tell you i I talked about my husband right my husband did not have the best past and um he, you know now he's better but like he never wanted to talk about it he's like i don't want to talk about it i want to talk about it i want to talk about it i want to talk about it like oh my mm-hmm. god just stop just talk about it already <laughs>
1: a little bit of that out you don't have to give everything
3: mm-hmm. Do you For guys sure. know that um Back up in the smooch panel where their body positions were so beautiful and balanced that her mm-hmm. uh, shoes extended out of the pe- frame towards us, but here um, um, you'll notice that Torah's shoes are cut off and he's contained in the frame now. That 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 freedom and expansive feeling in the in the mm-hmm. composition from breaking the frame when they were kissing has yeah. gone as soon as she. She rebuffed them and now they're both all contained in the, each frame ever since that.
2: Moment. Oh, wow. Good they're eye
1: peg. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're actually closer now than they were than when they were kissing.
0: Mm-hmm. See how it's. That's it's, a good sign. I like that. Yeah. You know, we all want the kissing, but you know what? Maybe this emotional conversation is actually what's going to ultimately bring them closer. Mm-hmm. One, if it looks like they're distancing, but really they're getting closer. Right right Hmm.
1: they're getting closer where it counts you know like sure Mm -hmm. you can be close physically but what's really interesting to me and i'll talk a little bit about this when we get into the um further scenes is that poppy's her words and how she's feeling say pump the brakes but actually her actions are very committal because she's giving him space to think and talk and we also see that, like, I think, Peg, you were going to bring this up, that this is, this very much mirrors Regina's peak. We see a lot of that.
3: Yeah, I was going to talk about the contrasts uh-huh, Regina's peak. But um, maybe we should finish the scene because I have a whole
0: bunch of comments from other people and then we'll, we'll do the whole mm-hmm. comparison. Okay. So here, you know, going back to his thoughts, he says, all I know is that it feels like there's this fucking dam building up inside of me. And I love that because this is, again, him, we don't get his thoughts so often, Mm -hmm. but this is beautiful because we get a sense of how much pain he has inside of him and how he feels like it's about to burst out. And that's good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, (laughs) yeah, there's like, and I said, my husband, a couple you know, he had a very traumatic past and he's usually never expressed any emotion, but there's been a couple of times where he like, he like cried like a baby. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's good. You have to let it out. It has to come out. You can't just let it stuff it in inside you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that Torah recognizes that. And I, I'm, my favorite mm-hmm. scene in movie history ever is in Goodwill Hunting, where mm-hmm. um, where Matt, I don't remember what his name, where Will is with the therapist and he tells him, you know, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know it's not my fault. Right. He pushes him and he finally gets him to crack and to release mm-hmm. and all that emotion comes out. And that's like, oh, it's so cathartic. It's so healthy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that moment over here. Yeah. Oh, it's going to come. Because I mean, here's the thing. Like these are two
1: people, two imperfect and beautiful people that they're both in a lot of pain right now, separately for different reasons. And I think it's important that they, you know, they, they see that pain in each other. They recognize it. And while they can't really speak to all of it right now and the details, you know, I think just by Poppy reaching out and taking his hand and, you know, just letting him talk with what he's comfortable talking about. I mean, I don't, I don't know. To me, that's some sort of crazy poetry. I just, I love it because when, when you see that, when you see yourself reflected in another person, there's no better connection than that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <sighs> love it and you know i actually feel like torah is getting some level of comfort from this because if you see in the next panel he slides his hand into poppy's hand so he is kind of reaching out again he's recognizing that she's reaching out to him and he's taking steps to you know connect and he tells her you ever heard of the story of the frog in the pan and she's like no tell me and <sighs> This, this is such a cool story. He says, see, you put a frog in a pan of cold water and it stays because it's nice and cozy. Like, I, I thought it was like warm water because cold water is never cozy, but whatever. Then you increase the temperature just a little. Frog stays put because it doesn't feel a difference. <laughs> you see this frog. By the time the water is boiling hot, frog's dead. And because the water temperature went up so slow and never knew the difference, so it never left the pan. So Poppy's sitting there thinking about it. And she's like, it's us, the frog is us. Now, Torah laughs, but, you know, there's a thing, oh, Patty went away again. So there's a couple of ways, I think, in which the frog is, both of them, and I'll say what I was thinking, I don't know what you guys were thinking. I think that when I saw this, I saw that Torah was talking about his life in the mafia, and, um, you know, some people were talking about this, like Ezra V was saying how, you know, first the pan was nice and cozy for Torah because he got food, and it was a little better than the orphanage where he was, and then, you know, Vincent would break him down and then there was emotional abuse and then he had to hurt other people and it just kept getting worse and worse and finally he's like oh my god I'm dead inside and what do I do to get out of this and for Poppy, Poppy obviously experienced the same thing with jewelry. You know, She thought it was going to be nice, he was going to rescue her from being alone and then he turned out to be toxic and like a, a, a place of, of suffering for her instead of a place of you know panacea. How, how did you guys read the story?
2: I definitely read um, The Frog in the Pan to symbolize his life growing up in the mafia, you know. I can talk about issues with me and my upbringing in my own family, and it's like, you just stay there because it, you, you're fine at the very moment, but you don't know all the shit that's so fucked up in your life, and you don't know, like, you don't know any better so you stay there and then until something really bad happens to you that's when you leave the pan if you will um that's how i read it
0: i was wondering what she meant by that's us the frog is us because I thought was she meaning to say that like they're both together in a pan and somehow they're not good together and they should get out I didn't quite under I I think you know the allegory makes sense when it's both of them separately I wasn't sure the fact that she said us I wasn't sure does she mean them together or does does she just mean like oh you and me you know together like we both have that happening
1: yeah I to me I read it as their separate experiences that they were both stuck in something that they didn't know was bad until it was really really bad. And by that time you're you're so entrenched in it that it the thought of getting out is it almost seems impossible because I mean we mm-hmm. we even know that Poppy back when she was you know um, when she was debating like do I break up with him do I not with jewelry um, you know there was part of her that is like do I do this or do I wait for things to get better and I think a lot of people who are in bad relationships they do that they're like well maybe things will get better. And then they don't. And then they wait longer. And then, you know, it took it took something catastrophic for her to be like, no, he's my ex. I'm done with him. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's that going to be for Cora? So I, I don't know that he's reached that point yet.
0: That's a, that's a big thing that because I, um, you know, the, the time that he put the rats loose, all of us were speculating, oh, is he working against the clan? I don't think he's there yet. It seems like he did that mm-hmm. just to distract from Poppy. And the fact that the big teller for me was that in the dream, he isn't sure. He doesn't know whether to go with Poppy or where the Baltymans. So to me, that shows he hasn't reached that decision point yet, where he's like, I'm done. I want to get out. And I think that is what the story will rest on. You know, Poppy is not able to be with him unless he wants to get out by himself. He has to make the choice to get out. And only then, once he is free and once he decided that he doesn't want to live that way, then I think she can be with him. Mm -hmm. And he has to get to that point, And I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Goodness. But I do like, Ed, you know, the, the moment where Poppy's like, oh my God, it's us. The frog is us. Like, she kind <laughs> of freaks out and Cora's like, yes.
0: He still so thinks she's I cute.
1: That comic release.
0: <laughs> right. Even though he's mad at her, he still finds her cute.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh God, oh God. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I think it was a great segue.
3: Yeah.
0: And now she tells him, you know, and I think this is another measure of like conciliation on her part, which at Mm -hmm. the beginning doesn't look like it. She says, by the way, and she takes out her purse and she says, I'm sorry I didn't have enough in my budget this month to get you a present, which is both sweet. Do you remember like they both apologized to each other for their birthdays? You know, he he gave her a ring and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry I don't have, you know, I didn't have time to get your present. She's like, I'm sorry I didn't have money to get you a present, which, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't have Aww. money, so. <laughs> and is it okay if I get a little creative? And she gives him, and he's like, he's shocked, right? He's like, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect anything. And she gives him a heart-shaped jewelry box yep. with his ring in it and a chain, which is not the leather bracelet that he gave to her. It's a different chain. So mm-hmm. who knows what this is? And you notice there are seashells in this panel, by the way? You know, maybe this is really? change this exchange is coming at a time where there's so, you know, symbolic of like the home, the regeneration a rebirth, starting a new, <clears throat> this, this, um, might be symbolizing something and that expression. Okay. I'm going to drink the last vodka with this expression because here, when he um, gets this, he probably thinks like, okay, she's giving this back to me and she's saying goodbye forever goodbye I don't want you yeah. the most precious thing that you gave me that obviously meant a lot to you I'm rejecting it I'm giving it back that's what I see going through his head at this moment and this is a like heartbreaking yeah. hotel
1: I do too I do too I really think like he's like fuck she really is gonna give this back to me
0: <sighs> and his eyelashes look wow. gorgeous Darla I'm just saying he looks hot
2: <laughs> I know I already drank <laughs> but here I'll drink did. again
1: <laughs> oh god you're being thirsty
2: <laughs> all
1: right all right he's so we'll find where we can get
2: them.
1: it's the eyelashes i'm telling you
0: it is. i know
2: he's so gorgeous I mean, can i like totally grew up
0: with like thirst for my own husband here so my husband has blonde <laughs> hair i'm like ridiculously attracted to blonde hair can't even like it's just like mm-hmm. a magnet for me and um he doesn't he used to have like long long hair when he was a teenager like down to his butt obviously i didn't know him back then sadly But now he's had short hair for years. I've been begging him, Mm -hmm. I'm begging him, I'm begging him for years. I'm like, please grow your hair, please grow your hair, please grow your hair. It's like, no, 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 no. Finally, he agreed. I don't know what happened. Yay! (laughs) But now his hair is like, getting to be 90s, it's over here. Anyway, Satoru has his gorgeous hair. I don't know if Anzema will ever grow it there. I don't know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Well, depends. But um <laughs> yes. I'm just enjoying the fact that his hair is long. Tora's hair is long. I just had to talk about it. Sorry guys. Y'all no, and hear my thirsty it's comments. Okay. My okay. Go for it.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. But I do like that that Poppy here, when he's like, So you're really gonna give this back to me? She's like, No, no, not at all. So I like that she was like, No, no, that's not the purpose here. Um
0: oh. and his face there looks and- devastated. I know, I'm like, and I your it's, vodka?
2: At?
0: It's gone, it's finito, that's it, <laughs> nothing left. Oh my God. <laughs> I could have taken a third bottle, but how much is this? If it's 50 milliliter and it was like but half a so it was like maybe 50, oh, I don't girl, don't 70 worry milliliter. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything else alcoholic in this house. I had to go to my parents to get this. We don't ever drink alcohol. <laughs> oh,
1: it's fine, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I... Poppy goes and she says, I was wondering if you wanted, if you wanted to put it on for me. Now, so cute. I think there were some people who got confused by this and, and I don't know if you guys did either, but mm-hmm. I read it as her saying like, will you put this on me? Because she said, I'm not giving it back. so She right. wouldn't have him wearing it. So I, I read it as like, can you put it on me?
2: Yes. Yes. Him okay. putting the chain on her neck. With the ring dangling, that's what it means. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Just so, wanted to be clear. But yeah, that's what I also thought. And if we're gonna talk about like mixed signals, this to me is such mm-hmm. a mixed signal. Cause she just told him, I don't want to be with you. And then she's like, I'm gonna I want you to take the most precious thing and put it on me. I'm gonna wear it now. The thing that's most precious to you is gonna be a part of me. I'm gonna wear it like every day. And I was like, Yeah, yes, committed, no committed. It was so mixed, which I think really is actually what yeah. generally Poppy feels. I think she is conflicted. Mm-hmm. She likes him, she yeah. doesn't like him. She likes. She's li- ambivalent. Mm-hmm. She's
1: ambivalent. I think the part of her that is accepting this piece of him, you know, th- this is, for her, this is easy to accept, and t- <sighs> she, she doesn't want to jump into the relationship yet, but I think this is kind of her promise ring of, mm-hmm. like, Maybe you and me someday. That's how I read it. Uh, Um, This is why I have hope. This is why I have hope. Because she's like, I'm not ready yet, but maybe someday. That I can accept your heart and keep it for now. Like, she gave it to him in a heart-shaped box. Now, what does that tell you? That means she loves
0: him. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but YOLO... I I get it, Darla. I get it. And you're you're totally. more like Erdine. You see Damien, you kiss him, yeah. you sit on yes! him. That's it. Like, like, just Mama go see for Mama it. want.
2: <laughs> go for it. So yeah. By like, the way, Darla, I, you I, you know, I'm
0: much more like that. Um, there's a lot I don't relate to in this because I'm very mm-hmm. fast with my feelings. Like my husband and I, right. um, second date, we were like second blind date. Like a friend set us up. We're like, that's it. We might marry each other. Third date. We're marrying each other. We're in love. I've never met anyone like you. You're my soulmate. I, I just, mm-hmm. just how I am. And I don't hide my emotions. I'm very open. I, I don't keep secrets. I don't, I'm not confused. I'm like, I love you right away. That's it. So I don't relate yeah. to a lot of this. But mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know. Midnight Poppyland has taught me a lot, you know, to think about things from other people's perspectives and other personalities. Right. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think, I think for her, this is this is the most Poppy can give him right now. And I, I sure hope, I really hope that Tora read it that way. I mean, I know that part of him is, like, because if you scroll down after she asked him, will you put it on me? Like, part of him looks hesitant. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I, think, I think he doesn't want to be he's hurt again. Unsure yeah,
1: yeah. And i get that I get that. You know,
0: he, is... he's confused i think by her hot and cold which is what he mm-hmm. was doing to her other people pointed out he was doing hot and cold yes. to her also you know yeah. they're both they're both not they're both like skittish you know yeah yeah
1: she's ambivalent and it's okay to be ambivalent in the beginning of a relationship especially if you just jumped out of one because i'm just not that i want to go on my therapist podium here but y'all it is not healthy to jump from an abusive relationship straight into another one like just don't just no don't do it and so i think like right here she's like wanting to have some emotional pause but i also think like this is where i kind of read between the lines and said sometimes you have to read what's not happening Mm. and for me it was it was what she wasn't saying you know she didn't say that she would never consider him she didn't Mm. say that she would never um have the possibility of a relationship she even told Er or dean this actually she's like well yeah i'm not going to stay single forever but like for right now i want to focus on me Mm -hmm. i i totally respect that now granted i wish she wouldn't hurt him as much but i mean again part of this is because or is not communicating how he's feeling so i don't know that's just kind of how i read it
0: (laughs) it is gorgeous and um, speaking back to the dam comment, the last thing he says mm-hmm. is that, you know, he feels like there's, there's a dam building up. And he says, mm-hmm. with every moment we spent together, the pressure is getting greater and greater. And I think that's a wonderful yeah. thing. You know, He feels like he's finally mm-hmm. becoming alive again. You know, all this time, the way that he coped with his devastating life was pushing it down, pushing it down. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And now she's bringing feelings back to the forefront. And this is making you human. You know, you have to be yeah. able to experience both negative and positive emotions, to be fully alive. And she's bringing that mm-hmm. up, out for him. I- I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. And Now so, we can get into our whole analysis of like, I know Patty, uh, sorry, Peg, about the comparisons between the different scenes. And I have a whole bunch of great comments from people. Mm-hmm. So let's take it away from Peg. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to go through the rest of it? No, because here in the next step party goes into like the different scene. So... Okay i think it makes sense to first do um the whole this like analysis of this whole emotional stuff that went on between them mm-hmm.
3: oh well i when i i was just think when i um when they kissed in this episode i was thinking back to the other times they've kissed and the other times they've connected mm-hmm. kind of in in private with just the two of them and you know on the rooftop on regina's peak mm-hmm. um, what was the third one on um and the, the apartment mm, yeah the balcony both of them they were up high and they were out in the open air with nature with everything spread out around them and even when they were connecting in Alice's they went up to Alice's even at his apartment they went up to the apartment um, so they were always ascending to connect and mm-hmm. this is the first time you know they've gone they've gone uh, down they've descended into this this space mm-hmm. here so it's I don't know there's a d- different symbolism and a different feel here it's really contrasts with the expansive open um, natural connections they've had now they're in this artificial environment enclosed underground it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's a re- it's a really interesting contrast to me yeah and And it's really kind of tapping into some of their
1: pain Mm. you know like when you were saying that peg sorry go on oh sorry um no when you were saying peg that they're like going down into the depths like they're actually sharing some pretty painful stuff here and they're they're experiencing some pretty painful things um and so i wonder if maybe that's part of the purpose narratively like you were talking about
0: uh, yeah this is part of something that's deep inside them perhaps in their subconscious usually yeah they're finding out like this is in you know the cave part of you you toss it away it's deep inside mm-hmm. you you don't want to address it it's dark it's you know the unhealthy the part that doesn't see the light of day but now yeah they're, mm-hmm. they're expressing it so yeah blue, blue katie also saw this like a that's lot of so what cool. you said she was saying how um the whole thing is a scene of contrast so here, you know on the in terms of the it's a mirror of the balcony scene because on the balcony he was holding her hand to comfort her and now she mm-hmm. held his hand to comfort him and you know the whole thing with the above ground and that you said and she also said that on the balcony scene he wanted to protect her from physical things that could harm her with the locks and he yeah she, here she's protecting herself from being harmed emotionally and mm-hmm. on the balcony he was telling her hard truths and about how she could get, you know, he could have scaled the building and she could get locked in, and she's mm-hmm. telling him a hard truth now: how she's not ready to be with him. And um, wow, here he wants—he um, wants to go away. Gosh, I, huh. yo, here he wants to like in the balcony. Mm-hmm. He wants to get closer to her, and here he wants to get away mm-hmm. from her. I think I—I I think I didn't write that right down correctly, <laughs> but anyway. And then Charmeleon mm-hmm. was talking about how it's also like on Regina's peak. On Regina's peak he said goodbye and he shut her down mm-hmm. and here she's kind of saying goodbye and shutting him down it's like the opposite oh wow dang that's mm-hmm. a good point holy crap yeah and there was another um Miss Millennial Pink was also comparing it to the balcony so not the balcony Regina's peak where there it was her birthday and she um oh my gosh I wish I could write more clearly um she wanted something and he said no and he um oh my god her triggers were raised on her birthday wait her triggers were right you know right right after he says no she kind of felt abandoned right she felt like okay you know he doesn't want to be with me and right especially at the restaurant the next day she felt like okay you know I thought he said no for a good reason and Mm -hmm. here his triggers are being raised she's saying goodbye and his triggers are being raised where you know he's just being used so that's also the contrast there and it's his birthday oh, wow. also so it's direct parallelism yeah oh good
3: grief <laughs> I think it's slightly a little bit different it lands a little bit differently for me from Regina's Peak because in Regina's mm-hmm. Peak he truly wanted to shut the door he had set everything up it was his you know he was prepared to never see her again yeah and protect her in that way whereas here You know, she's, she's actually saying, no, that's not what I want. No, that's not what I mean here. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to, and we're, you know, I'm going to wear your ring or somebody's going to wear the ring or whatever, you know, she's, she's not cutting that. She's, she's saying, I'm not going to make out with you right now, but I don't know what she's, you know, be, and I'm not going to be your girlfriend, but right now, but beyond that, she's not saying, I don't want you in my life. You know, forever more, which was kind of the Regina's peak was to protect you. We're going to close that door. With here, the door is still open.
0: I I thought Mel smelling and Pink said something really, really smart about Poppy. She said that Poppy, at this point, you know, she had this whole toxic relationship with Jewelry, right? Where she was just giving and giving and giving emotionally to him, and he was rejecting it. So at this point, she's not ready to give emotionally because she's fearful that it'll be um, misused. But she has to learn that in a healthy relationship, you do give emotionally. And if it's the right person, then it's reciprocal and it's good and it works out. But she's too scared because she's been burned with jewelry. She can't give her emotions away yet because the last
3: time she gave them away, it was a bad, bad choice. I mean, she has kind of been given to him. I mean, look at the back corner. Of there. <laughs> so, that, was a, that was an emotional gift, you know. So she she has been giving to him. I mean, that's what's been reeling, part of what's been reeling him in. Yeah?
2: Can you try that on for just a minute? (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) I suppose I could.
3: (laughs) All right, hold on.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what you have your
3: analysis. Talk amongst yourselves. Hold on. Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) for the purposes of, of illustrating what, what you're doing, you have a um, paper mache, or I guess it's called like lantern, Chinese lantern looking tiger rice ball. Uh, It's a tiger rice head (laughs) and it is going up on Peg's head and it is adorable.
3: (laughs) And once it's on there, I will not be able to see a Darn thing.
0: Those are the crunkling noises you hear in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! There it
2: is. (laughs) Tiger
0: ice ball. So So freaking cute. (laughs) So stinking cute, we should say.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love love that so much.
0: It's so perfect.
3: Classic.
0: (laughs) It looks just like, and it even has the gauges, by the way. Did you make this? well yeah of course I made it oh my it. god here I was thinking that you bought it and then I looked at the gauges and I was like no way this looks exactly like what he made her and the little the bangs wow <laughs> right? oh my gosh wow, people I are so dedicated now- I love it we're so crazy in a good way
3: now <laughs> this is getting better so and better crazy! oh my god yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that so much
3: I'm going to groom myself hold
0: on comb my hair oh I'll comb your hair <laughs> Tori doesn't need to comb his hair he probably hasn't combed his hair in like five years <laughs> like- let
1: see now we need to make another one that looks like the Regina's peak rice ball oh my where <laughs> it's just kind of screwed up <laughs> just
3: a bit like- drunken rice ball the other side
0: <laughs> Oh, Lord.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. maybe she'll yeah. make
0: him a rice right ball to make him make, feel better. Anyway, <laughs> um, Debbie also said something really interesting. She said that Poppy lives in shades of gray because Torah, right? When he wanted to say goodbye, he just said goodbye, and mm-hmm. now, like when he the way he responded to her was he shut it down, right? He's like, "Oh yeah, it's just a makeout session with a random person." And Poppy is like li- living in the back and forth. She's like, "I'm mm-hmm. not ready to be with you fully, but I am," you know. I do care about you and I do have a connection with you. So Mm -hmm. probably still is able to be a little more available and a little bit more, I think, mature and realistic than Torah because Torah is a little bit of an all or nothing. He's never, he's always having nothing and now he wants the all and he can't have the all. So he just wants to go back to the nothing. Right, right.
1: And I mean, if you think about it in his world, it makes sense to have that very black and white thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, You either do or you don't. You either live or you die you know there's there's no real in between for him um and he's probably everything a very intense in... person
0: also yeah and when, just, when you don't he's he's have
1: choices person. yeah and when you don't have choices it's it's hard to live in the gray because mm. choices are made for you they, they either happen or they don't
0: right um yeah.
1: and and poppy has to live in the gray i mean most of us do
0: um mm.
1: and and i bet that's very confusing for torah because like he wants an answer
3: <laughs> right yeah But let me ask you this Mm-hmm. When was Uh-oh. the last time any of you ladies had a man sleeping with his head in your lap who was not your sweetheart? Uh. <laughs> it was At least 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: um, did he become your sweetheart? Nope. <laughs> I,
3: that's a sweetheart move, right?
1: I, I can count on one hand How many like serious relationships i've had but i've had plenty of uh fly by nights is what i will call them
3: (laughs) Mm, i see what you're saying
1: yeah so i mean on on some level like yes you connect with that person but you know I, i i will say you know you're right peg like that's typically something that's reserved for someone who is your sweetheart somebody that you you emotionally connect with because it's a very intimate
3: yeah. situation There's a level of intimacy there
1: yeah yeah so that's very true all right <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah maybe one day maybe. fuck this is not going on youtube
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god
1: <laughs> but but sure sure we could be talking about that here but i know you're you're totally right peg that's i think i wonder if and i could be completely wrong here i wonder if Poppy engages in these these sorts of intimate exchanges because it feels natural to her but at the same time i don't think that she truly understands like the full weight and the full meaning of them for torah possible yeah yeah i just i wonder about that because for her it's like it's nothing to like give somebody a hug or to you know compliment them or to understand them but you know in in Torah's world that that's not a thing
3: but making I don't think she girl, understands that was oh some heart for her, of, yeah. of her heart, from family yeah.
0: you know I don't think she knows how deprived he is you know how he's never I don't know how, I mean he was looks around five when he ran away from the orphanage So like, I don't know what his life was like before, but he probably didn't have the greatest life even before then. But Mm -hmm. he has never had like that maternal or paternal, you know, probably love and affection. So he's Mm -hmm. really deprived. So it means a lot to him. him, Whereas for her, like it might be, you know, she's much more used to affection, whether it's from her her parents, her mom before she ran away, her dad before he died, her grandma she Mm -hmm. always had, her cousins, you know, she's more used to it. For him, it's like, it's a huge deal. Yeah, for sure. So um, EJ was saying something really interesting about them. She said how Poppy and Tora are, they're born in the same month, right? They're born March 11th and 30th, but they're on completely opposite. So they have a lot in common, but they're on completely opposite side of the Zodiac because apparently um, Aries is first and Pisces is last. So they have a lot in common, but they also have a, they're far apart and they will have to work hard to get together, to get to each other.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my duty as a a, a comment reporter, even mm-hmm. though I have I don't have like hold of the zodiac signs at all. But yeah, but I know Lily does put in symbolism and meaning through that, so we mm-hmm. have to put that in. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Vida said something really funny about the frog. She was like, "How we talk about you know the frog is Poppy or Torah, she's like plot twist: the fandom is the frog. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in water and stewing until we die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like it's too late for me. Sorry, y'all. I will just have to like Lily already owns my soul, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: That's so true. So, um I think we can we can go on to the next part. And I think there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff to talk about the chain, but I think we could talk about it. There's a couple panels that may have to do with the chain and stuff. So because mm-hmm. we're curious like what happened but let's just yeah I think discuss the panels and then we'll be able to speculate so we have a break right it's the next there's a those two boxes that symbolize like moving on and here um Poppy is talking to you when she says hey aren't you the new security guy at our building so yes we finally have guyu has finally you know, moved in. <laughs> can't wait to see some cute interactions there and uh, he has another job poor dude <laughs> And he's like, yo, did you download the updated date app? I sent that a reminder yesterday, which by the way, my first thought is like, you, you were such a cutie pie. You're always doing your job. You're so good at what you do. He's just like such a dependable guy, you know, like he puts other people before himself. You know, Mm -hmm. he could be saying like, he could be flattered that Poppy noticed him and remembered him. He could be like finding out more about Poppy, but he's like worried about, he's like, oh, I want to do my job well, which. The job job or the Torah part of the job? I don't know. What is this? What is this app? What you know? did you create this yeah. app for you? Is it from the company or is it your own thing? <laughs> was Poppy the I only one who got it. the text?
3: <laughs>
1: oh gosh. No, I questioned it too. I was like, uh, you know, I was like you, Mindy. At first I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And that's cute. And of course he's doing his job well. And, and I think that that's absolutely true. And I think it's also possible that this is, this is something to track her with.
0: <laughs> and she's like, thank you. But more than that. And, you know, it says a few hours and many rounds of drinks later, which what happened in those few hours? <laughs> and who was drinking? And oh my gosh, so many questions. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he says, I work hard time for these guys, which is like, I'm like, do you, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. so smart to say that, but I guess it's kind of hard to hide when you're here.
1: Yeah, And she's I...
0: like, "Uh." and now I she's and then to... sorry go on I'm gonna no no up. I was
1: just wondering if did they did they not clue you in with what was going on with Poppy that she knows is it just Quincy and Tora that knows that she knows they're in the mafia like did they keep that from him because like why would he just say hey oh I work part-time for these guys and she's like uh-huh sure you do so she, I think she's putting two and two together like oh you're in the mafia
0: Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and I think that's why Torah calls him over. He's like, "You get over here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he like, with that you know angry expression. He's like, "Whoops, gotta go drop by the guard house sometime to say hi." He's so cute. I love love love, love <laughs> no. you. <Giyu>. I'm like, <laughs> if we you ever play this game with yourself, you're like, which character out of Midnight Poppyland would I, if I had to choose, would I choose to marry? I'm kind of mm-hmm. like between Guillou and Quincy. Guillou's such a good guy, but he's a little too yeah. weak for me, I think. And He's obviously over the top, but I don't know. He's more entertaining. Whatever. <laughs> Should <ask laughs> this. You, We can talk about this now. Which character would you? Would you think you would actually mesh with Nest? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't think about you? This at night guys. Oh, peg
2: would be. Uh, Pegs would be Shane.
3: Yeah. Duh. Wait. Did you just say Shane? Sheen. Not Shane. Shane. <laughs> I mean Shane. Ah. Okay. <laughs>
0: You don't know your lover. A <laughs> the word, is not Mysterious, dangerous. but cool, intelligent. <laughs> you I have should. written a lot about him.
3: He would be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, which, who would you choose, guys? Well, clearly. <sighs>
2: uh, you know- uh, Patty, go first.
1: Hang on, sorry. I'm, I'm still having technical difficulties. My internet's being stupid. But um, I, you know, I, I'd have to say personality-wise, if I could get a mix between Quincy and you, I would totally go for that. Um, however, I think, like, I don't know enough about Cordy, but dear Lord, oh, I could go for that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i can go for that
2: <laughs> but
1: personality wise totally gi and quincy because I, I love them to death and you know of course part of me will always part of my heart will always belong to torah however if i think about what's compatible with me it would have to be them
3: yeah you can't pick torah because you have to fight darla <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and <laughs> she would <went>, win. So just, <laughs>
2: yes, because you guys all know my answer already, and it's Torah. I I told this to um Kurumano. I told her. I said, you know, I I wish I can pick someone like Quincy because, like, you know, yeah, he has money and all that, but like, I'm passionate. Like, I need to feel it in my heart. I don't care if you don't have money, like. I'll live by a, a dumpster next Aww. as long as I'm with you like I it doesn't matter like I will be with that person I will be homeless on the street
3: it does not matter
0: oh gosh
3: I'm not bold. surprised at all Darla I expected <laughs> a tour from you he's tour is pretty loaded he just got a race remember he's I know an I see you don't have to settle Darla <laughs> yeah.
0: No yeah. in your future yeah oh. i think i do think i choose quincy because he's a huge drama king queen i'm like very loud and outgoing cannot have someone quiet my husband's super loud and dramatic also and as much as quincy is like a little immature and has issues he has a heart and he seems intelligent enough and he's a person like he has personality like he he makes noises i like that i like people who are loud and dramatic <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are fun to
1: hang out with
3: in the last <laughs> couple episodes you noticed he's wearing that same shirt from chevy's yep yeah yep it's i'll so- be damned
0: mm-hmm. he means he's poor in my his opinion fancy outfit. yeah his fan his one fancy outfit poor guy mm-hmm. he's such a sweetie like he doesn't ever complain you know he's just i think he has a pretty hard lot in his life too and uh, I, I totally relate there was a time where i was running around working like I was at work from nine in the morning till 11 at night, either, or, or I was in school till two in the morning, or I was driving for Uber and Lyft till four in the morning. I was like, I never slept. And I was, when I see you working everywhere, I was like, oh my God, my like fatigue could just comes back to me. So, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's like chipper and he's cheerful. And he doesn't complain. he's like a, such a sweetie pie. Hm. Yeah. Oh. Anywho, um, so mm-hmm. somebody pointed out here, there's a little bit of a shocked expression um, that uh-huh. the, um, Quincy, Quincy has both in this panel and then two panels later, um, they were speculating. Who is this? Uh, basically we're trying to figure out what in the world happened to this chain and ring, right? So tora mm-hmm. looks grumpy over here and oh, yeah. why is he grumpy? Quincy looks shocked. So she was saying maybe, <clears throat> um, Quincy saw the ring on her now we all look right it's not on her neck but we don't yeah. see her hand so maybe it's on her hand especially because the chain looked a little short so maybe Quincy yeah. saw this on her hand and he's like oh my gosh what is this doing here and I think Jessica Ainsworth said that and mm-hmm. um yeah what else profanity color was saying maybe Torah refused to put it on her uh, to put it on her and he said you know he wants more than just a friendship when you're ready for more I'll let me know and I'll put it on him um mm-hmm. victoria cc was saying maybe the chain is something because the chain is not what he gave it to her so maybe the chain is something right. sentimental maybe it's from her mom maybe it's mm-hmm. from her dad i don't know um yeah. what do you guys think what do you think happened to it
3: i don't know my guess oh go ahead it, it just looks like quincy's looking at q yeah but that's I, true I don't know <laughs> the ring. The ring is one of those things where i'm like i have no idea lily's gonna do something so i'm just not even gonna speculate i'm, I'm
0: gonna
1: wait and see. yeah i'm i'm in the wrist category like to me that's where it seems possible where it's at because i'm also thinking like what would you need help putting on for like i know that mm. that was technically his gift to put the ring on her but I, i'm trying to think of like what's reasonable so okay it, it's hard to put something like that on your wrist so that would make the most sense um, and we don't see her hand so th- that's what I'm guessing but who knows I could be wrong
2: yes right. I agree it's on her wrist as well and I agree that she's actually wearing the ring on her finger as well
0: oh it's probably too big unless it's on a thumb maybe <laughs>
2: yeah
1: one of them yeah it still makes me wonder why he's why he's uh feeling very broody and salty because Mm -hmm. i you know it just kind of makes me wonder because if he had accepted that or said hey yeah i'm cool
0: with that like
1: you would think that his mood would lift a little bit
0: but i don't know it's a couple of hours what happened in those few hours right there's a lot that can happen maybe he's broody because she's far away from him you know she's with the guys and he's not what Mm -hmm. like maybe maybe they spent a wonderful few hours together and he's upset that they're not together again maybe i don't know know. maybe they hope for a flashback
2: i don't know guys do get jealous like that like if they see you surrounded with all these other guys and you're not giving him attention like they do get a little you know pissy about that yeah
0: which we already already know know he already has yeah darla she want to drink. Yeah, it, his arms look amazing over there. Just saying, With Darla knows. Oh,
2: oh,
1: sure. His
0: arms look so good. Oh my god! All right, I'll
2: finish the damn thing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Delish.
1: <laughs>
2: so, so delicious.
0: Come on, y'all. And 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 you know, Poppy feels the same way because she's bedumping. Why do you think she's bedumping? Do you think she's bedumping because he also because she thinks he looks gorgeous or because he's grouchy? Like, what's her bedump for?
1: I don't know. Like. Like, I mean, I would probably be dumb, but you
2: know, <laughs> well, A, he looks gorgeous, and B, it's like, why is he like being all grumpy, not looking at her? And it's because all his um, thuglets, <laughs> as Christina would say, are her, and she's not giving him attention, so she's feeling like, oh, oh, I better give him, give him attention, <laughs>
0: maybe. Yeah maybe guys this is like a totally normal theory maybe during those few hours they hopped out to the princess hotel next to them had sex came back and now she's looking at him and remembering the time that they had sex five minutes ago
3: and his gorgeous what? body all over her excuse he me i love that one mindy for the win yes <laughs> maybe
1: that in an sg you guys vodka I did know.
3: do something <laughs>
0: Oh, it's god. just Lily it's just Lily. Lily's made me very horny this is true oh <laughs> talked about this many times Lily's oh my improved god. my sex life and my husband's <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that and all the fanfic oh my god Patty yours included if I you know I'm honest everyone's fanfic here is <laughs> led to a lot of you know collaboration afterwards with oh partner <laughs> um, yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's just say I get my ideas from somewhere
0: we'll leave it at that <laughs> I know right we don't know oh. about TMI in this place <laughs> you're right there's no, there's such, no thing. such thing <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I totally agree anyway Poppy is like the guys are like right miss poppy and she has no idea what they said and she's like yeah of course and they're like woohoo and like you said hey they're all flushed but they're not flushed because they're blushing they're flushed because they drink so much yeah all of them yeah and
2: the asian glow
0: yeah they're all around her and they're all like pivoted towards her you know she's kind of like the star of their party i think they're i think they enjoy the attention by like a normal person and like a nice person it's probably like very rare for them to get that kind of validation from a person like that. Oh, you're worthy of being spoken to. I treat you like a human being. You're not like a thug that I look askance at, you know, maybe right. they're not as sensitive as Torah about it, but they probably also enjoy being treated respectfully. Mm-hmm. It could be enjoying the view.
1: Yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> that too. Because yeah. pop is a snack.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Lord. but she looks so cute here like i love this I, I know she has no clue what they said and she's just laughing probably out of discomfort but like i love this panel where she's just you know her little eyes are scrunched up and she's laughing i'm like that's so precious oh my gosh but like who knows what they're joking about and what they're saying what kind of pervy comments they could be making who knows And I'm also thinking, like, oh, God, Poppy, did you just read us something? Because they're like, woohoo. And I'm like, oh,
0: boy. (laughs) What did you just sign up for, honey? (laughs) Yeah. So Poppy here is looking at her cell phone, and she seems to be blushing harder here. Yeah. So what do you think she just got on her cell phone? A dick pic. That's what it was. (laughs) We yeah, had some people speculating that Erzine sent her a picture of her and Damien in the nearby hotel. <laughs> you know,
1: oh, getting yes. she would totally do that. She would. Oh, totally yes. Do that. Like would. I took the Sagittarius home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: So yeah, I think it's either that or maybe Tora sent her a text. I don't know because I'm. This is the only two things I could think that would make her blush like that.
0: Oh god. I
1: want to know don't leave me hanging
0: (laughs) giant mound (sighs) and now Brian Mr. Genius Brian says anyway Miss Poppy, you want to hear a secret she's like a secret oh my god and Brian's like (laughs) drunk (laughs) eyes are wide he's like did you know (laughs) that big Rotora is gay and i said when, when i read this i was like shut the fuck up brian <laughs> like, oh. why did you do that
2: <laughs>
0: also you're so dumb no offense brian but you're so dumb
1: <laughs> oh come on now bryliner is he's still cute he's okay he's he's gotta learn a few things about not sharing mafia secrets but you know he is but, drunk. You know, I know what's funny will
0: at the pool scene they were like they weren't convinced yet they were like oh no no way you're telling me big bro's Mm -hmm. gay Quincy yeah but big bro so like it was like two weeks ago and from then you're convinced now that he's gay even though you saw him hang out with her like you don't know how to process what you see around you bro
2: who knows? i mean he clearly is a dumbass but like we all know dumbasses that get shit done for you if you tell them do this for me like they're gonna get it done you know <laughs> you you need one of those in your corner even though they're a dumbass like they do what you want so yeah well, i see the good thing in him
1: fair enough oh these boys and, and i mean they're they're super young if Tora is 26, and clearly he's older than these guys, I'm saying that these guys are in their early, early 20s. So they're they're yeah. young.
0: He's in her early 20s. She's not uh, that dumb, but whatever. So... <laughs> it's fine. They didn't have the benefit of her experience and education and upbringing. Also, he's just <laughs> dumb, but whatever. <laughs> so what do you think Poppy's going to
3: react? How do you think she's going to react to this? <laughs> I mean, my first thought with, was that this can be a vehicle to, you know, her hearing why they think he's gay, which is that he's never, ever with women, and then mm-hmm. realizing that how unusual it is for him mm-hmm. to kind of casting a, a sh- uh, like, it's almost like negative space for those, those feelings that he's not sharing, but you can mm-hmm. see his behavior, so, and- I saw some other folks that saw that as well. That was that was my first thought. And it's a little I don't know, maybe just a little uh levity at the end of a kind of grueling episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was needed. You're right. You're totally right, Beg.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I don't think she's gonna fall for it. Yeah. I really don't Yeah.
2: Who wouldn't? I mean, he got a freaking boner when <laughs> she was on him in her score. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like how
3: can he be gay? Yeah. No. Well, Kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was <laughs> yeah. just necking behind the angel. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I do think it's gonna come up in conversation. I do think that they are gonna have to talk about it. Like, why did they think you're gay? Because let's say for the sake of argument that next week they decide, okay, we're gonna be together. Now they've gotta be together in secret. Because everybody in the clan thinks he's gay, and that he's probably been using this as a as a tactic to keep people at a distance, and and so they can't mm-hmm. use people against him. But I don't know. I'm I'm like super far ahead speculating. But that's only if they decided tomorrow that they wanted to be together. I don't think will
0: happen. One person thought that maybe you know Poppy will uh, prove to them all that he's not gay by running over to kiss him in front of everybody.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Perhaps, Perhaps. <laughs> I would not complain if that happened. <laughs> oh, oh Lord!
1: What an, an episode! Spot.
0: Ooh. Oh, and yeah, I knew those flowers were coming. L- like you, pa- um, Patty, I don't see like a, a scroller bar on the tablet, uh-huh. but I can I can tell by the pacing. I know when that flower is coming. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's here—the dreaded flower. <laughs> yeah. God, these episodes are always so long.
1: And I'm like, I think that's why, like, it, you know, when, when you get used to the pacing, sure. But then there's there's a point where it's like, oh, God, oh, God, where's it coming? And then it just keeps going and going and going. I'm like, oh, my God, we're still going at this. So, oh, God, it
0: was such a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Like like I, I told you guys last night in, like, text messages, when I first read this, I was I was pretty sad. And, like, I wasn't upset at Poppy. I just was sad. And yeah. I, I literally had to go like read some fanfic where they get together and they're like happy because I was so mm-hmm. sad. And after reading everyone's discussion and Lily's input also was very helpful. I I saw it as a good thing. I saw it as like, okay, mm-hmm. this is them getting closer. This is them sharing. This is them being emotional. This is them being humans. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not so sad anymore. It's good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, after Regina's peak, by the way, I don't know how you guys, I was like, I like saw it for three hours. I was like, oh, I was yeah, the whole next day. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like I, you know, there's a handful of episodes that have made me cry in this webtoon. Episode 15 was obviously one. Regina's peak was obviously one. Um, and this one I did tear up a little bit when Poppy was talking. Um, but I, I think ultimately like it was such a roller coaster of like, we started off on such a high note. And then it was just like crash into the depths of hell (laughs) and then kind of pull back out and just have a little bit of, we don't know what happened. Now this big secret has been let out. There's a lot of speculation on what might happen. So I think we definitely have some gaps to fill next week.
0: As always, Lily leaves us wanting more. Mm -hmm. Dare I say, panting for more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Panting, drooling
3: dripping I, just, I want to get, <laughs> dripping panties as many of you have said <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> i just really want um, <laughs> to for all of the expression work in this episode because the oh, yeah. mastery of those expressions of all the nuanced emotes is a lot of what ha- you know pulls that response out of everybody when they go through the episode mm-hmm. so um she's just so powerful at that because we're so easily emotionally manipulated um and a lot (laughs) of it is through the visuals yeah she's she's really just awesome especially this episode was just a really good example of that you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody crying and happy and then you know yeah oh for sure look at exhibit a Uh,
1: quietly yeah (laughs) And you're so right, Peg. There's just it's like I think we've talked about this before that you know there's so much movement in the panels, and you know you can you can kind of insert yourself and kind of see what it would be like to be in that scene, and you know to feel what they feel because you see that reflected in their in their face, and you know I I definitely I love that so much about this comic.
0: In the comments that I read, who very much related to either Poppy or Torah in their experiences, and that's—I mean, uh, it's honestly tragic, I guess, but it's also beautiful because yeah. it's so realistic. Yeah,
3: yeah, that yeah. is the human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this this episode, it was the movement of nature was a little bit more constrained. They're in this artificial mm-hmm. environment. Mainly the fish moving in the background in that giant tank
0: yeah the fish are trapped by the way do you notice that right
3: yeah they're
0: they're not in there where they're supposed to be they're put there for human enjoyment for other people to use them yeah
3: that that feeling where you don't have the usual wind and the smoke and the more wild hair movements it Mm -hmm. it creates that feeling of stillness and and constraint in this in this club so that again works.
0: Hmm. That's a good one. Interesting. Hmm. Well, guys, do we have anything else we want to say before wrapping up?
3: Poor frog. Yeah. That's an <laughs> poor frog. Um, <laughs> the victim here. Frog is dead. Oh. We have to hold a uh, funeral. Belly up.
1: I just I want to say congratulations. I know we said this a little bit earlier, but congratulations to Lily and your team. Uh, this has been a whirlwind of a year. I had no idea <laughs> this this time last year that my life would take this turn and how involved I would be with you all, and and like how many friendships I've made. And it's just been just straight up amazing. It's been awesome, mm. and I love it. And
0: I can't wait for another year of this. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, right? That we got to do this on the one year anniversary. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I agree yeah. I, I can um, totally agree with Patty like I have never ever ever thought I would even be a weeb even I, I don't even know I barely learned what a weeb was Like a what's a weeb
0: Darla ago, <laughs> please explain I, is it a dweeb
2: uh, apparently, a apparently a dweeb? someone that's like crazy obsessed with an anime or manga or whatever but I am clearly one according to all this shit <laughs> and, you know, fan Proudly. art and fanfic and, you know, me talking about it nonstop. Even my coworkers know about it. Like it's, It has engulfed my life and I, I don't know how to stop, but I'm thankful that it has came into my life. And I love it
0: so much. Love it, love it, love it. Yep. Well, it also made me drink alcohol for the first time. And I thought, I want to give you some feedback. I um, feel fine. Like my head was hurting before. I had some heartburn and uh, it hurt a little bit, but it kind of feels like it cleared away. So I guess it wasn't that much. And I don't think I was too impaired.
3: <laughs> and you wanted to suffer. That was your goal, remember? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: My stomach still hurts a little bit. So I suffer for Torah. My pain eases his pain in the virtual reality where nah, he doesn't exist and my pain doesn't help him at all, but whatever. It's the sentiment. Okay.
3: Yeah, and I, I totally echo Darlin' and, and Patty. I did, did not expect a webtoon to reach into my life at this level, spur my own creativity, create... These connections and relationships with other uh, creative women—it's just been transformative, and I will be forever in debt to Lily for. Well, she probably didn't intend that either, but you know. <laughs> 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 yes, I feel a, a huge uh, burden of gratitude, and it's just awesome that that she's poor thing has made it through a year. I can't even imagine the uh, God. No kidding. The week after week after week and, and putting your heart and soul out there again and again and again and i just want to i just want to give all the respect to her and yeah she's a beautiful soul. you mentioned
0: like putting your heart and soul into it you know lily's wisdom is the reason that we're all so you know respond to it so much because you know clearly yeah. whatever she's experienced in her life she's putting it in here so that and i think that you know gives a meaning Probably, hopefully to her but you know that's what makes it so powerful and I hope that you know I know um I want to write novels as well I and know. I always like look at everything in my life and say like okay I'm gonna put this in a book put this in a book you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, like my own yeah. tribute midnight Populin, has amazingly changed my life and you know I was um I was a workaholic before and there was a time where like a good couple of years where I didn't do anything creative and I was just you know, it was all business, business, business. And it was, I basically was extremely depressed, like the worst. And there was a bunch of other reasons. It wasn't only that, but I was very, very, very depressed and um, didn't have like a moment for myself. And then quarantine, you know, coronavirus happened and got laid off with my main job. And it was like the best thing that ever happened. And I found this and I finally started doing something and I just fell in love with it. And now I'm, I don't want to ever go back to that boring, unfulfilling job ever again. You know, I seeing Lily being able to support herself through this gives me hope that I can do it too. And seeing so many creative people also produce their stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what, I can do it. I don't have to resign myself to a life of drudging away and going to a job that I hate and feeling like a robot, feeling like I'm not a person sitting there at that mm-hmm. desk. You know, and I have hope that I can one day get to that where I can also be creative and fulfill like what I've always felt was my life's mission, which is being creative and doing various creative things. So Lily really did give me hope and I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. What a great way to end. Love that. Very yeah.
3: Serious.
0: Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. It's always every single time. I just love every person that comes on. Everyone adds so much. Hearing everyone's insight, being here with you guys, it's amazing. It's like the highlight of my week. <laughs> Amen, ladies. <sighs> Thanks for having well, us. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Bye. bye. Bye everyone. Good Thank night. Thank you.
2: Bye-bye.
0: Bye.